Welcome to the Rule for Combat Actual Play Podcast, where our intrepid adventurers are playing through the Pathfinder adventure, The Fall of Plaguestone. Join us every week as our daring adventurers face treacherous monsters and deadly obstacles on their quest to save a town from utter destruction. Lead on, listener. Your quest awaits. Hey everyone, welcome to Rule for Combat, The Fall of Plaguestone. I'm your GM and host, Stephen Glicker, and in this week's episode, the gang continued their exploration of this disgusting grotto. So I was talking to a couple people, and they were surprised that we're only halfway through this adventure. They thought we were much further, but just so that you can plan your listening time, we are, well, kind of halfway through. The adventure is set up in three acts and an intro. The intro was meeting with the wolves and meeting our group. The part one was the mysterious murder of Bork getting killed, them finding Halad and confronting them. The second part is the ranger's request, which we're in the middle of right now where we're finding out more about this larger blight and what's going on with that. And then part three, we'll wrap up this entire adventure and we're not quite there yet. We're right in the middle of part two. Part one was definitely the largest part of this adventure because we had background, we had character development, we had the town requests, we had the side quests, and then obviously confronting Halad himself. Part two was a little bit shorter. We had some more side quests and now this part. Part three is kind of the shortest part that will probably wrap up a lot of the side quests and then they'll confront the big bad or will they and then things will either go really really well for the adventurers or our adventurers will all die a horrible death i'm kind of curious if we ever went that way i've never listened to a podcast or show where everyone just dies at the end and there's a very very real chance that this happens more than one opportunity will present itself where everyone will die and yeah, I guess it just does. Maybe I'll pick it up from the point of view of the bad guys and we'll go from there. I have a couple of ideas what to do, but um, it, it could happen. I'm being dead serious here. As for the holiday schedule, let you know that the podcast will continue over the holiday. I'm actually going to be out for a little while, but the podcast will continue. In addition, I was just at PAX, and I got two really great interviews. I got to sit down with Luis Loza, and we're going to go over all the new upcoming Lost Omens books. We're going to talk about Gods and Magic. We're going to talk about... Absalon, and we're going to talk about the new Legends book. He blabs like crazy. He talks all about the Legends book. You won't believe how much he talks about the Legends book. I think he might get in trouble, but if you want to listen to that interview, that interview should be coming out this Wednesday with Luis Loza, where we talk all about the next upcoming Lost Omens books. And then the week after that, I'm going to probably release my interview with Eric Mona, where we just talk about a lot about Absalon, because that's sort of his baby, and he's been writing a huge amount of this book, as well as this upcoming adventure. We also talk about the Extinction Curse, which also takes place on the Isle of Kotos, which is where Absalon is. And we're going to be just talking about, I don't know, Pathfinder 2 in general, and how it's doing, and what to expect in the near future, and so forth. So look for those two interviews this week and next week. And then finally, people have been asking me to run contests because why not? I used to run them all the time, especially on the Dead Sons podcast. So I figured, all right, you know what? Some people asked for it. I'm going to say, I agree. 
let's run another contest. It's Christmas, it's the holidays, people can use a little bit extra cash, so this is what I'm going to do. So here's the contest rules, it's going to be really simple. All you need to do is go to the Roll for Combat Discord channel, that's just discord.rollforcombat.com, sign up, go to the Plaguestone spoiler section where we talk all about the current episodes, and post in that section no later than Monday, December 16th, so that I can pick you, what was your favorite part of the Plaguestone adventure to date? That's it. That's all you need to do. Everyone who posts what they consider is the favorite part of their adventure, I'll throw you all into a hopper. I'll randomly select someone next week. I'll announce them on the show. And if your name is announced, you'll get an Amazon gift card for a certain amount of money. I haven't decided yet. Maybe like 25 50 bucks, something like that. Some, you know, not insignificant amount, enough that you can get something nice for your friends or family, and hopefully in time for the holidays. So again, just go to the Roll for Combat Discord channel. Just sign up if you haven't already. Just go to the Plague Stone spoiler section and just tell me what you liked about the show to date. That's it. And you will automatically be entered. And then listen next week to see if I call your name and you win. I'll maybe do this for a couple weeks. Who knows? Let's see how it goes right now. Also, if you haven't already, do please subscribe to the show, either on, well, whatever you listen to. A lot of you listen on iTunes. A lot of you listen to Spotify. Please subscribe to us, especially on Spotify. we got a ton of Spotify listeners. I would love it if you subscribe. And also, be on the lookout for our new shows being announced. I got to meet with Paizo at PAX. Say that ten times fast. And I got to finally go over some of the new shows that are be coming out in 2020. Our ideas, how Paizo can work with us, what they can do to help promote the show, what they can do to actually add to the show. Believe it or not, that's right. Paizo might be creating specific items in the world of Galarian just for Roll for Combat. Just for the podcast. I swear to God, it's going to be awesome when you hear what they're doing but we're working this all out so be on the lookout i will be announcing those in the near future but for now let's sit back relax and listen to yet more shenanigans you run in holding your breath trying to escape the fumes which are going south right now i will give you the full description you weren't able to see this completely because it was kind of like up a little bit of a small hill and some of the fumes and stuff. Actually, you were also still 20 feet away. Once you rush through all the way, you're able to see. On the other side of the wall of branches is a yard dominated by three large wooden cages and a pool of bubbling sludge. A wretched-looking horse stands in one of the cages, while the other cage is filled with a swarm of gigantic rats covered in white blisters. A third pen to the south appears empty, but it is built around a small cave located in the hillside. There's another cave entrance on the north side near one of the pens. In front of the pens are two orcs. As you start rushing up, you hear them say loudly to each other, No! 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 Roll for combat! Cade, my man, man, is up all the way in the front because of that amazing stealth perception check. You see to the east, two orcs that are in the process of opening the doors to the cages. You see this weird horse made out of stone that appears quite agitated to the north. Way to the east, you see two gigantic rats covered in white pustules. 
What do you do? Oh, yeah, and to the south is a pool of deadly acid. What do you do? Great. Rob Tremarco is playing Cade Thistlerot, the halfling rogue thief. I still have it my... It is great. Have my staff sling out, and, uh... Huh. Did you have your slap um, or your sword? Which one did oh, you well, have I, I, I use the, I use the, sl- the sling last. I didn't say I switched Oh, that's out, true. So. That's true. That's true. I'm going to move right there. And I was stealthing, right? Yeah. Oh, my hero. Vanessa Hoskins is playing Celeste Carvassalon, the human angelic sorcerer. But everyone and rushed in, so... As long as I'm stealthing, that's all that matters when I attack this orc with my staff sling and he's considered flat-footed. True, he's going to have cover because of the cage and you're attacking through the cage. So... If you go more just to the south, you won't have... I mean, you're literally attacking. Oh, I see. I just see. attack before you move. Lauren Sieg is playing Prue Frosthammer, the half-orc spirit barbarian. Yeah, attack before I move. Let me do that. Okay, okay. You're literally undo attacking my... through 30 feet of cage. So. Oh, then undo my move, please. Or can I? You can do it, but I'll do it. Yeah, if you attack from there, you're fine. You attack them orc, and he's flat-footed. Good job, 22. Nine points of damage. Almost max damage. Not done rolling damage. Get that sneaky sneaks. Almost done. Oops. Wait, it's just a, it's just a six. That's wrong. Oh, I should make you re-roll that, but I'll give it to you. Because you rolled... I thought a plus six modifier, yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, here's the good I'm, I, I can take another shot, then I can move, right? Yes, you can. Well, I'm going to tell you what happens. Okay. He dies. Oh. But he doesn't allow that to hamper his day. As he dies, he's like, Orc ferocity! He doesn't die. As he wills himself back to life. And you completely miss. Now what? All right. And then I come up. Good job. Icy Rat is up. Icy Rat. Icy Rat does whatever Icy Rat does. The pen is open, and the Icy Rat's looking around and sees you, and they're like, <coughs> and they start charging. These are some well-trained rodents. That's a good sound effect there. Jason McDonald is playing Brixley Silverthorn, the gnome champion liberator. Runs up right next to Cade. Bite! Ow! He bites you and does a total of two points of damage. Two points of piercing, one bit of cold. The stone horse is angry that you killed his master. But I didn't. He's thrilled to have his master back, so he spends three turns licking and kissing him. That's mm-hmm. true. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's very horse-like. Mm-hmm. This thing is a monstrosity. It is a horse that appears to be made out of stone. Its hooves are sharpened metal spikes. Its eyes are glowing red of fire. And it is charging at the one who hurt his master. Clue is that rat. Hello, Cade. Oh, he charges and tries to hit you with his hooves. And boy, those hooves are nasty. 
and you dodge out of the way. Rat number two, coming for you. Rat boys, rat boys, what you gonna do? What you gonna do when they come for you? Oh, they're surrounding K, but he doesn't have time to eat you. And then the orc. Finally, the orc. It's like, no! You can't kill Broca! He's like running over to try to get you. But instead, he, uh, let's see, how far does he go? He runs up about 25 feet. See, everyone's surrounding. He doesn't want to, he has a second thought, doesn't want to hurt one of his poor animals. Sees Brixley off in the corner and throws a javelin at him. And then misses Brixley. Whoosh. Brixley's up next All to the right. poison pool. Well, I'm going to get out of the way, get out of here. He gets awfully close to the pool of poison sludge. Oh, look at that. Going to be a mess I'm over here. I can attack tell. Mr. I'm going to attack Mr. Rat. Mr. Rat. That's Sir Rat to you. That's a flanked rat is what it that is. That's a flank rat. Four misses by that much. Get another attack. You know what? I'm going to go ahead and attack again. Yeah, you do that. You hit because he was flanked. 11 points of damage. That's max damage, buddy. Nice. Good job, Brixley. Who's up? Oh, the orc. He's like... You cannot kill me with mere mortal weapons. <laughs> he runs over next to his buddy. He throws a javelin at Brixley, too. And misses. Prayers up. All right, I'm going to move past Cade to engage in the first rat that attacked him. I only have a move of 20 because of my armor, so I can't get into full flank position. But I can still attack from here. What I'm going to do is I'm going to summon up a Rage of Ghosts and then hit it. Okay, you are raging with your ghosts flying out of every part of your body. They're very spooky. Let's see if they can do good damage. They do very good damage. Yeah! Excellent, excellent. Good job. You hit the rat so hard that it explodes in a shower of cold darkness. Everybody give me a reflex save next to that rat, which means crew, Cade, and the icy rat, and the stone horse. Boom. I love ice. Boo. I hate ice. Now you did a fortitude save. I want a reflex save, Cade. You did the wrong save, Cade. I made the save. No, that's, you did a fortitude save. It's a reflex save. Oh, I see. Ooh, okay. 19. Okay. Prue, Icy Rat, Stone Horse, all fail their saves. And Cade succeeds in his save. Let's see how many. Did the rat and the was. horse critically fail with a, as low as they rolled? Oh. Uh, that's a good question. That's a great question. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I love it when my enemies critically fail everything. Yep, they critically fail. Prue just regularly fails. I have a question about D20 Pro. Is it adding the temporary hit points during the rage? Yeah. Because it still shows me at 36 out of 36 instead of 40 out of 36. No, it shows you 40 out of 36. I'm looking at your screen right now. Okay, well, it just didn't update for me then, as long as it's working. 
Any more? Anything else? Anything else? Anyone else have uh, anything else from the peanut gallery? Six points of damage on Prue. Two points of damage on Mr. K. Eight points of damage on the Icy Rat. We'll get to that in a second. And ten points of damage to the horse. The rat on the south explodes. Celeste, Cade, uh, Stone Horse, and Brixley all give me a save as that rat now explodes too. It's a chain reaction. <laughs> Jeez. Brixley, 13, fail. Celeste, 25, critically succeeds, so you avoid all damage. Um, Cade gets a success, so half damage. I did a lot of damage on this turn. And the horse succeeds, too. So, first, let's do damage on Brixley. Four points of damage. And two points of damage on Cade. And three points of damage on the horse. Okay, you get another action, Prue. That was some combat. You literally hit it so hard, it exploded. Then caused the other rat to explode. And now everyone has frostbite all about them, except for Celeste. Yeah, that was good. That was real good. I'm actually done, though, because that's a move, a rage, and an attack. Celeste is up, and she is totally fine. She You got a lot of bang for your buck, though. Ill. I really did. <laughs> that was crazy. What's funny is Celeste somehow avoided all of that. She doesn't even have a scratch on her. I hit that rat so hard, I killed his buddy. I think she hid behind Cade, which is why he's so badly injured. Um, she's going to start by uh, using her Angelic Halo. It's her Angelic Sorcerer Bloodline power. So she gets a cool Halo that increases her healing ability for this, basically this combat. Um, I keep forgetting that my Angelic Bloodline, when I use that spell or any of the Angelic Bloodline spells, I get a plus one status bonus to me or an ally, and I'm going to give that halo to Cade. So Cade, in case anything Yay. else explodes on you, uh, for one round you have a plus one status bonus on saves. And that's a one action uh, focus spell. So then I've got two more, and I'm going to... Hmm. I'm betting that the horse is going to keep coming after you, so she's going to put a forbidding ward up between Cade and that stone horse, uh, which will give you a plus one status bonus to armor class. Thank you. Is Forbidding Ward a spell or is it a cantrip? Uh, it's a cantrip. It's a. It's actually one of my bard cantrips. That's a boss cantrip. I love that. It's pretty cool and it lasts as long as you concentrate. So as long as I spend one action every other round after this, uh, I can keep it up between those two targets. What does it do? Uh, you choose one enemy in range and one ally in range. And that ally gets a plus one status bonus to armor class against that enemy. Okay. Cool. Are you done? All done. Cade, you uh, you got a couple of pieces of frostbite on your body, and you got a big, fat sludge acid in your face. What are you doing? Sludge acid in my face? Well, that burn, that burn mark is still there, you know. Oh, the burn mark, that's fine. Is it, mm -hmm. is it continuing to burn me? No, but, you know, until you get it taken care of, you got a little bit of, uh, you know, you could have, you got a little bit of burn there. It still hurts a little. It's yeah. an owie. Things. I drop my staff sling. I draw my short sword. I attack this horse. Okay. 
I believe you are done, correct? Sounds like it. This horse is looking around, seeing all this explosion and death, and it also getting hit by cold. Eh, it's still going to go for the little boy. He's hoofing it. He misses and hey. tries to hit you with his hard as iron hoofs. Second action, tries again. Misses again. Third action, tries again. Misses again. All, All valiant As you're dodging and weaving. The orc who was in front of the cage of the rats is like, oh, No, my rats! He comes charging up right at Prue. And he has in his hand a dagger. It was a knuckle dagger. So it was like already in his knuckles. Tries to punch Prue. Hits you for a whopping four points of damage. How about that? that? He's like, ah, ha, 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 ha. He's all laughing when he does that. He's like, you like that? How about another one? Tries to hit you with the second one. Uh, that one misses, though. Bricks these up. I'm going to try to attack the horse, though I'm not optimistic about piercing against a stone horse. If you want to come take care of this orc, I'll work on the horse. Brixley hits the horse with his piercing silver rapier for four points of damage, and it bounces right off his skin, doing zero points of damage. Hey, you learned a thing. All right, then in that case, I'm going to do... I guess we're also going to learn a second thing, whether this horse can do attacks of opportunity. Nope. So I'm going to do what Prue suggested. I'm going to go attack the orc that's on her. You hit. 11 points of that max damage. Nice. You stab him right in the back. He's like, oh! The orc that was in front of the horse, who refuses to die, says, well, that's a good idea. And he flanks Brixley with his orc knuckle dagger. And pierces you in the kidney for four points of damage. It's like, you like that? You like that? Here's another. Another four points of damage. Yeah, that's right, meat puppet. Did you know you were a meat puppet? Well, now you are. That's okay. It's not a bush. I'll be fine. <laughs> that's good attitude. All right, I'm, I'm going to step towards this horse. But of course. So I step towards the horse, and I'm going to try to give him the business. Nat ones are bad for business. Was that was that the business? <laughs> business is closed. Yeah, apparently. We're going to see if we can open shop. I'll try again. That's a minus five, though, right? It is a minus five. Good job. You managed to hit it, but now you do bludgeoning damage, correct? So you I hit do. it with a 15 points of damage, and the bludgeoning manages to get through. And you do full damage on this poor, poor stone horse. Nice. 15 points of damage, but it's still standing. Bludgeoning and negative energy damage. Oh, how much? Eh, it doesn't Three. matter. Yeah. It doesn't matter. It goes through. It all goes through. So, um, yeah, the horse is still standing. I think he... No, you moved and attacked twice, so you're done. That's right. Celeste is up. 
All right, as long as this thing's still up, uh, she's going to spend an action to concentrate on that Forbidden Ward to keep Cade protected. And she's going to attempt to take out that orc. This is the one that would have gone down except for orc ferocity. And she's going to pitch a ball of flame at it. Okie dokie. Wow, it dies. For reals this time. Yeah. Like, no! No man can kill me! I'm not a man. Oh, I can't tell you apart. And he dies. He's lying. Orcs can tell the difference. I think that orc just destroyed gender. Okay, you got one action. Oh, no, you concentrated, so you're done. Mm-hmm. Cade is up. You got a big old angry horse in front of you. What you gonna yep. do? Yep. I'm gonna flank it. Wow. Everyone's flanking everybody. It's like the flanking parade. It's like a giant conga line. It is. It's crazy. <laughs> Oh, yeah. That's what I like. So even though you have piercing, you crit it. You hit it right in right the, in the crack. And it explodes into stone pieces. You are a little upset as you realize that you killed a unique creature, something you'll never see again. I am oh, not well. upset. I'm oh, thrilled well. to death. This, this unique creature is a total um, a-hole. So I'm sorry, unique creature, that you needed to die because you're attacking me and my friends. Go be unique in hell. Wow. Okay. I think you still got an action left. Or was that your action? Your action was was telling the where to go. I mean, move and stab and third action, talk shit to to it in the grave. You could back away from the acid pool in case it blows on you. Yeah, I'll do that. Bye. I'm really nervous about this acid pool, y'all. Yeah, it's <laughs> giant. It's a giant in-ground acid pool. It's like an in-ground swimming pool, only acid. It's acid. Okay, this orc is all by himself. It's like, you killed my friend, you killed my horse, you killed my rats. And he just starts raging, and he starts stabbing off in every direction possible. Percy stabs at Brixley and misses. He stabs at Prue and misses. Stabs at Brixley again and misses. He's just like a stabbing. He's not even paying attention. He's just like... Uh, 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 uh. He's just like randomly stabbing all over the place. Well, now I'm going to do return the favor and do some stabbing on my own, I guess. Oh, poor, poor orc. He's just, he's just blindly raging against you. Okay, yeah, he's there. A two ain't going to cut it. Oh my god, what was that? Can someone please explain? What an attack that was. <laughs> uh, you attacking again? I'm almost afraid to after that. <laughs> combo Let's see, you stab again. You hit. Except he does not drop. Orcish ferocity. Orc ferocity. You no kill me. Um, you can go again. It's up to you. Get one more time. Finish him off, Brixley. Yeah, I was trying to. I was going to be theatrical and do that as you were saying, you know, kill me, but I couldn't get the buttons to click. Yeah, you missed anyhow. And I missed anyway, so. Someone said Prue has to get the honor of last hit. 
I mean, he's one of my own kind. It should be. It should be me. You're not one of his kind. Well, that's true. Is it gonna be like Saving Private Ryan? You're like shh, shh, shh. It's okay. And then like, and then like the war flail just comes down, <laughs> obliterates his skull. Yeah. Orc dies instantly. Like, but you're one of us. It's <laughs> not one of you. Loads. Yeah, just bones and brain go everywhere. Shh, shh, shh. Only sleep. Uh, before moving on, Celeste is going to cast a heal spell with three actions to just blast positive energy at herself and her companions. Yes, everyone is damaged except mm-hmm. for Celeste. Uh, That's how it should be. They all heal for seven points. That's pretty good. I think that puts me at full. Just seven? Yeah, the three-action one doesn't heal a lot, but it heals everybody. Uh, I do get a plus two bonus from Angelic Halo, though, so I didn't want to waste it. Quickly, we should head inside. Anyone inside would have heard all that. Which inside? There's two directions to go. Well, one's behind a pen. That suggests that there might be something mm, icky inside. Uh... This one's beside a pen, so perhaps this is where the orcs were living? Okay, do you want to check it for any funny business? I'll sneak around. Sneaky sneak. We'll check up north in this cave. You see, just when I think Pathfinder is too hard, this is what happens. And I was a little worried. I mean, that's a lot going on, but you guys actually did really, really well. I mean, there was five guys here, and you killed them all, so... We we encountered a lot this, this session, and yeah, we powered through it yeah i'm impressed and they're attacking they're just missing i mean i think it's that it's that little extra armor like having the foal is just a little bit better just you know it's just a little bit more that little extra just it uh, adds up it adds up i did make a mistake is that the rats are immune to cold so they if they're next to each other they don't explode but it was so much more theatrical that i don't care i think that was actually more fun so it was really that was fun. real fun I was like, eh, whatever. <laughs> I know I made a mistake, but I was like, eh, I'd rather them all. Cause I, I kind of, I love the chain reaction. It's like, oh, they all go off. It's like, oh no. It was pretty fantastic. I truly loved it. And Cade is rushing forward into the cave to the north. Never rushing. He Car- can't a careful to a die. Ca- a careful enthusiasm. Cade, can you slow down? Can you slow down? Running blindly, arms flailing, eyes shut. <laughs> yeah, right. Eyes shut <laughs> backwards. Well, do remember, there was a big battle right in front of the cave entrance, so it wasn't exactly like it's been very quiet recently. So That was my thought, was like, there was a big battle, so anyone inside that heard us is going to prepare, so we might as well just head right in. And there's only two entrances and the other one's behind one of these creature pens, so there might be something nasty in there. And we don't necessarily want to go face to face with that if we don't have to. So we might as well come up here where there's maybe more arcs. So you, Cade, can see torchlight coming from the cave in front of you. And as I said, it opens up into something much larger, but you're going to need to get a little closer to see that. And that is as far as you've gotten. Sneaky up a couple of feet. Oh yeah, you see a lot. The darkness from outside is replaced by flickering torchlight in a narrow passageway cut deeply into the hillside. Suddenly, the passage opens into a broad, natural cavern 
containing a series of large tables on the far side of the room. A series of alchemical experiments, most bubbling and throthing as they cook, are arranged on top the workspaces. Anybody in there? Yes. You see two orcs that are dressed with aprons and look like they are working the chemicals. One of them notices you with your crappy stealth roll. Damn it. <laughs> I rolled a five. <laughs> and they, they, so and they were looking. They heard that. So they've been scanning and they're like, Oh, someone nice here. Roll for combat. How long has it been since the end of the last fight? 12 seconds, maybe less than that. Yeah, I think we pretty much stayed in rounds. No, you were um, close to it. No, I think you healed up because you cast a heal. You did. Well, it was pretty close. It, it, it's been pretty fast, actually. It's like maybe half a minute. Okay, so five rounds, let's say. I'll say five rounds, by the way. All of you have a hero point. Uh, Celeste Woo-hoo. is up first. And the cave kind of winds, so you can't quite see all the way to where those works are. You know, it's sort of like, you know, it's like it's not so not like completely flat. So you can see flickering torchlight and see that there's a cave, but you'd have to go in a little bit closer, probably a little bit past where Brixley is for you to get line of sight, say like like 10 feet of, uh, north of Brixley to the, and then five feet to the right. Like right there is where you'd be able to like start be able to cast things if you wanted. As soon as they yelled, you know, I make sure. I, well, they know we're here. Hmm. Okay. You don't have to drop on anyone like. They were looking for you. You were looking for them. So it's like a fair sure. fight. Okay. Celeste is going to move up behind Cade, or at least where she can see a little better. And from as she's moving in, is that have I moved close enough that I can see either of the orcs? Yeah, you can see both the orcs. One of them is standing pretty far away. And next to him on one side is a vat, a large alchemical cauldron. And then to the left of him is a table filled with beakers and other things bubbling. The other orc that's closer to you has a huge cauldron in front of him bubbling. And to the right of him is also a table with bubbling cauldron. There's a lot of things bubbling in here. Hmm. Well, anticipating one or more of them getting closer or maybe unleashing some nasty creature... Uh, Celeste is going to ready an action to cast Produce Flame against any violent creature that's not in our party uh, that comes within 30 feet of her. Okay, so you're going to ready. Cade is up. I quickly sheath my dagger and pull the um, staff sling and I chuck a bolt. Okay, that's two actions. Right. Okay. Sheath. Pull, sling. Chuck. Chuck. Chuck's the third action, I would think. Yeah, yeah. Whiff. How far is the range increment on that? I think it's like 60, right? It's like 80 or something. Let me oh, check. 80. Okay. Because yeah, it's uh, you're pretty far. He's 65 away. The other guy is 75 away. Let me check. That's from me. They're 55 and 65 away from Cade. Oh, you're right. Yep. That is correct. So you still miss. I mean, 14 isn't going to do it. Yeah. Plus he's behind a cauldron. That's pretty big. So the one that's all the way at the top, he's like, he grabs something randomly off the table and throws it wildly at Cade. 
And that is a hell of a throw. That's a big throw. <laughs> he rolls a two. So it critically misses to the point oh, that no. it like it doesn't actually critically miss, but it it misses by a mile. He's like he like tries to do like an overhead toss seventy five feet away, and it's not even close. So he grabs what? If it's a base of ten feet, he's in like the sixth range increment. It's more. Seven? It's less than yeah. It's actually uh, it's more than ten feet because the oh, guys okay. are pretty good at this. Uh, maybe it was a critical miss actually. Well. Either way, he missed by a lot, and uh, he grabs something else off the table, getting ready to throw it, but his turn is done. The one that's closer to you literally does the exact same thing. He quickly grabs something off of the table, and he's, like, ducking behind the cauldron. He, like, pops up and throws it at you, and throws a six for a 15, and misses by a mile as well. And he grabs another one. They're both standing there ready with weird-looking, bubbling vials of nastiness. What does the flask do when it misses? Does it, like, explode or something? Yeah, I'll say it explodes. In fact, I will tell you what it does. I will say... Uh, the first one he throws explodes in fire. And the second one he threw... Did nothing whatsoever. Prue is up. Okay. Now it's been too recent uh, to the last combat for me to do any rage actions. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to take my 20 foot move speed and start moving up so I can get just in front of Cade. And then that's two moves for me. And then I'm going to bring up a swirling shield spell of ghosts. Okie dokie. So you cast your spell of shield. Brixley is up. Yep. I'm also going to advance. So first I'm going to do a move. Why don't you throw a alchemical fire into that big vat? I'm sure it'll be great and safe. Very safe. I mean, we're not standing next to it. <laughs> yep. Okay, that's my first move. And actually, you know what? That sounds like an amusing idea. I'm going to take out the alchemical fire, and I'm going to aim for the vat. It's a big vat. Okay. What's the rage increment on that, I think? 10 for throne, I guess? It's 20. 20 is the rage Oh, 20. It's not terrible. So you're, like, outside of the increment by two zones, I think? Oh, if you throw it to the... Okay, well... You, uh... Huh. You, it, goes, it goes right into the vat... Yes! And disappears. No! Oh. <laughs> Could have just been water or something. Yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah, <make> it, <laughs> it literally just goes plunk. And you're like, nothing happens. Doesn't explode. There's no like violent reaction. It just well, that was underwhelming. Uh, oh, well. Well, maybe it takes a while for the reaction to happen. Nobody go in there. Celeste is up. No one came near you. I know. Mm, let's see. So it's a pitching battle, huh? All right. Let's see. Celeste doesn't want to get into it too bad, so she's going to move into the room and get some cover. So that should be two move actions and then one to get better cover. So she's basically just hiding behind those large pillars and rocks. Yeah, so yeah, she sees the big large rocks in this cavernous space, and she's going to move up and get behind him, getting ready to attack next turn, but you know, hoping to defend herself this round. 
Okay, I don't think either of them can see you, by the way, from uh, from there. If you go behind those rocks, you have total cover from both Perfect. both sides, both ways. Perfect. Can't see you That's anymore. exactly what I want. <laughs> okay, well, you're you're totally covered, and no one can see you. It's as if she's not even there. Kate is up. I take two moves, and I want to go behind this larger rock and take a shot. Bleed encounters. I mean, go right ahead. What? Bleeding encounters? No, nothing. It's going way west. He's getting awful close to the openings. You guys are... This is a battle of the... Battle of pathetic throwers. <laughs> Everyone's pathetic. He has I something in his hand, and he looks, and he's gonna... He, Kate is actually is a kind of a clear line to Kate. Yeah, he's going through to Kate. Well, I'm trying to take cover. I would have I would have stuck to different position if it, I, I thought I had cover from. Well, that. this is the farther one, the one to the north. Oh, the north cover guy. From. Yeah, the south one. Oh yeah, no, he's not even going to bother. He can't even see you. The guy to the north, he has some. You have some cover. Yeah, it's two range increments, but it still hits. But here comes the fun part. What did he throw at you? We're going to play a game. Let's make a throw. Do you want to roll the 1d20 or shall I? I'll roll it. Is is one of the choices possibly Mountain Dew? It is Mountain Dew. In fact, All right. here we go. Roll the 1d20. I'm going to roll 1d20. But another choice is Old Woody, so be careful. 16. Oh, no, it's Malort. Malork. <laughs> <laughs> There's exactly five people that can understand that reference. Do you want to explain that while I look up what this does? Yes, Malort is um, the drink you give someone when you want to unfriend them in person. That is correct. The worst peaty, peat-like tasting scotch. Ew. Like, I can't describe it with words. I can only show you with feelings and crying. Like, imagine if... Sadness was mixed with a Band-Aid, and that's what it tastes like. So, but do you know the reference for Paizocon and Malort? Yeah, I go there, and then someone always brings it, and they make me drink it. Adam Daigle. Adam Daigle. brings it. He's the one yeah, who brings he's it. he's the guy. That's where I've heard of it. Yeah, he offered some to me once, and then he said it's really peaty, and I was just turned him down. Really like, nope. peaty. Well, this year, because I broke his poor game, his tournament... He came up with the bottle and yelled at me and forced me to drink it. And he wanted me to drink it a lot. It stays with you for like an hour. Yeah. Like it's unbelievable. Yeah. Like you think you get rid of the taste. It never leaves your mouth. It's it's horrible. Okay. So you get hit directly square in the chest. And Great. a bunch of goo explodes out of it. And you are covered with sticky substance. A.K.A. a Tanglefoot bag. Dun -dun 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 you get a minus 10 foot penalty on moving. Oh, okay. Um, you are not critically hit, so you are not immobilized, but you basically are slowed down. You can't escape and like remove it off of you with a DC 17 check, or you can use three interact actions to carefully remove the sticky substances and it doesn't have to be consecutive and other people can help i see right so i can do one this round 
then won the next round and won the next round, and I'll be done. Yeah, and it's going to last for at least one minute. So he's all excited that he did that. And it doesn't look like it actually reduces attacks or defense or anything. It just slows you down. Right, slows me down. Okay. But he grabs another one and throws it at you after the first one. He's all like, ah, and the second one misses with a 16 because he's a two range increments away. Now, the further guy. This is gross. He is totally can't see anyone except for a big old half orc right in front of him. Bring it. Time to throw the Malort. The Malort misses with a nine. He's like, damn it! And he grabs something else randomly off of it and throws it again at Prue. That hits. 27, but it is several range increments, let's say. Two range increments, so still hits. Give me a 1d20, and we'll see what it hits you with. Oh, boy. Some of these are funny. 19 is funny! Are you ready? Are you no, ready? I'm not. I'm not ready for this. It hits you. And it heals you for four points of damage. <laughs> okay. All right. That was pretty funny. <laughs> nice. What? He's like, damn it. Wrong one. <laughs> Prue's like confused. Confused like, what just happened? <laughs> Prue. F these mothers up. All right, now it's my turn. Now, this is interesting. Because that was an elixir of life, and that was a minor elixir of life, you got four hit points. You regain the number of... You also gain an item savings bonus to saving throws against poisons and diseases for 10 minutes because you are now covered in the elixir of life. Now, I don't really know if that would work because, in theory, you might have to have drunk it, but I'll say, for funsies... That it works. That it hits you and explodes. And some of it gets in your mouth. And you're like, yum. I see this as an ultimate win. Definitely a win. Yep. The antibiotic properties uh, you absorb through your skin. Yep. Alright, so I'm going to step 20 feet forward. At least I'm going to try to. I'm going to pull out a savage javelin. And I'm going to return the throw. What's a savage javelin? It is a javelin that is all fangly and orkly looking. Got it. But no ghosts. Not on this one. <laughs> oh! <laughs> yes! Yes! Ouch. Alright, you crit him for 17 points of damage. Shunk goes right in his chest. He's like, no! Harpoon this orc. Yes. Uh, I think you're done, because that was three actions. That was three actions. Brixley is up. Well, you guys have been killing these combats. Get it? Uh, killing all right. combats. That was beautiful. Movement number one and movement number two should get me... Should be able to get me up into this guy's face. That's 40. 45. Cut one, for, one short corner for five... Yeah, it's 45 right there. That's Unfortunately, 50. because I did the trick with the stupid alchemical fire, I now have to redraw my rapier. So, Oh, move. you can't hold the rapier in your offhand? Yeah, for sure. Just throw it with your with your left. He has a shield. Oh, vice versa? Oh, uh, right. Can't do shield. Repull it. He has a shield. Yeah, I would say he could if he didn't have a shield. So I'm going to say... Or like, actually, in that yeah. case, I'm gonna, instead of drawing my rapier, I'm going to put my shield up. 
There you, there you go. go. And that yeah, next uh, next round, I'll draw the draw the rapier. I'll say you can even put your rapier in your shield hand and then drew, but he still need an action to move it and get ready to shift so. it. Yep. Yeah, yeah, that's okay. even if it's yeah, two an seconds. action to juggle all my stuff. Yeah, exactly. I mean, I think that's fair, but yeah, that's fine. You can put shields up. But now I'm in his face and I got my shield up. So, and next round I'll be able to go to town. And Celeste is being super sneaky. She is going to continue sneaking around, uh, trying to flank this guy, uh, moving behind another rock where she can see him and throw a ball of fire at him. So she's going to come over here and throw Produce Flame. And this is that same one that everyone's dogpiling on. Yeah! <laughs> Fantastic! Except Produce Flame does only D4 damage, so... Well, just wait till we level up. At level three, it basically doubles its damage. It's amazing. Just okay. you wait. Just you wait. Well, it does six points, so it's more than 1d4, so good job. I mean, you crit, and he's like, oh, damn it. Shouldn't it be Shouldn't it be 2d4 plus eight? I think you rolled the, it rolled minimum damage, so you got one plus, oh, yeah, no, I have no idea what's doing. Oh, no, okay, re-roll it. You roll it yourself. Sometimes this is acting a little weird. So just roll it, roll it yourselves, and I'll double it. Yeah, that's weird. Why did it do that? Damn. All right. So this next, uh, thirteen points of damage. Yeah. All right. He dies, hey, hey. but orc ferocity. He's like, no, and he explodes in rage and refuses to die. Oh, you know what's really funny is. On a critical success, the target takes double damage and 1d4 points of persistent fire damage, so he ain't going to be staying up for very long. This is fantastic. That doesn't happen until persistent the end of his next his turn. His next turn, so he's still alive yeah. for now. Yep, he gets one whole turn to do whatever oh, he wants, and he's going to just... burn to death. Well, we'll see. You're not going to like what he's going to do. You're done? Kay's all sticky. I'm sticky. I'm stuck to this rock. Not really stuck. I know. It's like you're standing in gum. But you might as well be with those rolls. Dun dun dun. Uh, what's going on over there, Kate? Everyone else is hitting and killing. I know. Seven five. Yes. Just, I think he's like hitting Brixley in the back of the head. He's like, hey, hey. We're just stealing all the good luck. Is all. Whiff whiff whiff. Well, that would have been Midas's. So those were those were all yeah. critical. Super <laughs> weird. In fact, yeah. they were super miss. <laughs> terrible, terrible. Orc alchemist. Hmm. He's like you. You killed my buddy. I'm going to kill you now. <laughs> Holy moly. Holy moly doesn't sound good. <laughs> oh, holy moly is going to be phenomenal. He's moving back into the corner. He's grabbing something from the table. So he's like kind of way in the corner, like buried behind two large tables filled with beakers and crap. And he's throwing one of them right at Brixley. And it misses Brixley by a mile. The orc that is standing right next to Brixley, who feels the fire burning through his vein, says, I'm taking you with me. And he grabs the edge of the cauldron and pulls it uh, down whoop. towards him and Brixley, spilling, if he can do it, the entire contents on both of you. Holy moly, indeed. 
that's not very sporting. No, it is not. <laughs> he does the first action to try to grab it and pull it. And he's like, oh, it doesn't work the first time. He, he, he's like, oh, he tries to grab another. He gets another big like handful and tries to do it again. Okay, that one worked. And this time, he successfully pours the cauldron all over Brixley. There's no minus for that? There is a minus for that. It's not that hard oh. to do. And it's no, actually... no, no, meaning meaning a second attack. Yeah, yeah, it's an athletics check. There's a minus. Oh, it Barely is? Okay, got it. Yeah, yeah, I don't know how that worked for made. skill checks. Yeah, it's uh, it, there's still minus. It wasn't that hard to do. Oh, no. <laughs> it wasn't critical, but you not want that. Critical would have been atrocious. Um... Okay, so the cauldron of goo flies out and actually hits everyone next to the goo. Right now, it's just him and Brixley. It's a shame that Celeste is oh so far away. Let's put a little box to show how bad this is, shall we? There we go. Oh, I just missed Prue. Damn it. Just missed her. Better luck next time. It was kind of like Conan when Conan like took... At the end, that that brew and just poured it down the stairs. Oh and yeah, nasty stuff comes down. Give me a reflex save, Mister Brixley, to see if you get the. Point. I've actually decided that it doesn't affect me. Well, the orc rolled a two out of three. Oh, Brixley's twenty-two on his <laughs> reflex save. Pretty good. Pretty good. A success indicates the character. I mean, he is the brewmaster's chosen. That's correct. You jump out of the way, and you could have hit it, gotten hidden by three, up to three. That's right, three alchemical items, but you are only hit by one because you succeeded. You jump out of the way, you jump out of the way, but one hits you square in the face. Give me a 1d20. Let's see what that is. 14. Ooh, what's this one? I've never is seen Is this where I mutate? Could be. You get hit by a very, very cold vial of frost. It does a whopping two points of cold damage on you and one cold splash damage. So you get hit by three, count them, three points of damage. However, you are so cold that you get a minus five penalty to your speed until the end of your next turn as you are like, ooh, chilled to the bone. And he takes... He took three points of damage and died. He's like, ah, I died by my own hand. Witch! And he dies, killing himself. You do not get the kill, Celeste. That's just mean. Cruise up. All right, I'm going to walk 20 feet forward so I can get closer to the orc hiding in the back. Are you going to walk through the brew that's bubbling on the ground? You know, I was really tempted to. It looks so inviting, but I don't have time. I've got I've got business to attend to, so I'm going to walk beside it. Okay. I'm going to summon up the chill of the grave in the form of a, a, a ghostly head, and I'm going to just huck it like a softball at the at the orc in the back. A uh, two will miss by quite a bit. It, it, I tried. You tried. What was that? Frost? That's just Ray of Frost. No, Ray of Frost. Ray of Frost. Brixley, by the way, you see the remains of the alchemist fire you originally threw in the puddle, and it's uh, it's broken, but, you know, you can see... Oh, there it is. 
Uh, is that table that he's behind? Is there a way to get around that, or is that difficult terrain? Or yeah. how's how's that? You can go work? diagonally if you. Oh, the, the 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 yeah. If you go if you go up and diagonally, you can kind of squeeze behind there and like face him mano a mano. Don't forget, you have a minus five to your movement this turn. Okay, that is one. Then that is one move. Right. And then for second move, I go cut behind the table. Yeah, you can get there. There's enough room. And for my third action, I attack. What? You didn't have your weapon out. You used your shield. All right. All right. Well, I draw my weapon. There you go. Er, you know, no, I put my shield up again. Oh, I, I would see, do that is, too. This is what happens. You're never going to get that weapon out. You're like, I'm going to. But I got him. Bo- but I got him boxed in now. So true. And you're tanking so hard. You're doing your job. Yeah, the only person who really got hit hard was Celeste. I mean, sorry, Cade. Mm-hmm. Cade. Celeste hasn't been touched. Like ever. Oh no, I, I I play from the back. I I'm not getting in there again. I learned from those bloodsuckers. All right, can I see him behind that table from where I'm at? Is that rock in the way? Well, I have to move. The rock's in the way. The rock's in the way. There's a rock, a table, a cauldron, another table. So you're gonna have to move around the rock. And a war. I could climb up the rock. Nah, not easily. Mm, okay. Yeah, she's not great at that, but you maybe she around can... it. Yeah, maybe she can move and squeeze her way around. So she's gonna squeeze her way around the rock, trying not to step in that puddle, and behind the back of that first alchemist's table, uh, making her yeah, way. But she probably won't get to attack this turn. Yeah, you can go five to the west and then five north. That's fine, and you won't you won't touch the puddle. All right. So if I counted right, um, I've moved around the uh, edge of this other what is it, ca- uh, cauldron or something. Um, yeah. And then I've got one action left, and she's going to use it. Uh, you know what? I'm going to use it on Prue uh, to give her guidance and say, Come on, Prue, you've got this. I'll wink at you. You sticky. All right. I take um, one action to remove some goo. Goo be gone. And then I have it removes 10 feet of movement, correct? 10 feet of movement. So Hurry. I can move 15. Mm hmm. As you're walking, you hear like, yeah. <laughs> and then I take a shot at that orco. Hey, look at that. You hit. God damn time. Good job. Was that by any chance a reference to the Steve Martin movie, Roxanne? Or is it unintentional? Unintentional, unintentional. but I'll take it. <laughs> I'll take it. I like Fantastic. that part. Fantastic. Like, I love that part. Who's up? He's up. He sees you in front of him. He's like, ah! He doesn't like you in front of him. He grabbed and he threw. There we go. So he's back there. He's just going to grab something randomly off the table and throw it right at you. (laughs) It's like right in your face because why not? No more attacks of opportunity that he knows of. Yeah, no. Hey, it hits you. Give me a 1d20. Eleven. Ooh, that's an oldie but goodie. Lesser acid flask. So here's where it gets funny. He does one point of damage to himself because he... um, If it's all the same to you, I'd prefer to not be hit by acid. You take one point of splash damage. He gets one point of damage. But... It deals 1d6 persistent acid damage. 
Ew. End of every single turn until you get rid of it. He's like, ha And then he punches you with his knuckle dagger for good measure. And misses by a mile. And the other one is dead. So Prue is up. Okay. Uh, how heavy does that table look? How sturdy does that table look? Uh, looks like you could probably turn it over, but you'd have to get behind it. Not from, like, where you're at. Okay. Hmm. I just want to get in there so I can start the thwacking. Um, you maybe... can... Well, okay, here's the, uh, here's the options. If you're going to take the table and turn it away from you to make that whole area, like, viable, you can do that. If you want to turn it towards him, it's going to be harder, or you have to go to the other side, and then... Things will spray all over him, and maybe Brixley a little, but it will definitely hit him. Hmm. I don't want to hit Brixley. Can I just turn the table? Can I like flip it to the right so I can get in there? You mean flip it to the left? But yes, you can flip it. Oh to the yeah, left. left or right's fine. All right, I'm gonna do that then. Uh, I'm gonna use one action to get up to the table. Okay. Oh, that table. Uh, well, that table you can. Oh, I see. I thought you were talking the table to your left. That table. Yeah, if you're going to flip it to the right, that's the long side. That's going to be much harder. Uh, you can do that, but it's going to require... It's an athletics check. What about just a drag? Can I just drag it out of the way? Like you're moving a, a couch? It's still a dra- it's still athletics check. All right, well, I'm just going to make an athletics and see what I can get on it. Okay. 22. Well, yes. I'll say you tried to flip it to the How's right. How's it going? So... Yeah, I want to flip it to the right so I can get in there. Okay. Uh, you flip it to the right, and everything goes flying, and now that table is no longer there. No one's hit by anything, so you're good. All right, and then I'll use my last action to move into where the table was and forcefully intimidate this orco. Oh, that's actually not true. You flip it to the right. Give me a reflex save, Brixley, as suddenly... Oh, no. Of, well, it's the corner, so at worst they'll get splash damage. Um, oof, that's an eight. That's not going to make it. Hopefully it was a table full of healing potions. Yeah, it wasn't. Uh, a piece of alchemist fire explodes, and you now have one point of fire and multiple acid. So you're both burning with acid and fire. This will be I fun. I made this your so current. bad. <laughs> it's funny, though. It's funny. <laughs> I'm so sorry, Mr. Bricks. <laughs> uh, I'm getting used to it at this point. My my life has become a comedy. Wow. <laughs> it was pretty funny. Well, she like flips the table. It looks beautiful. It's like she walks up, flips the table, flying. Everything goes flying. It crashes. A stray piece of like fire alchemy flies up. Brixley tries to dodge behind it, fails, and gets hit just by a little bit of splash damage, but just enough that he is now being burned alive by alien acid and on fire. There you go. And Prue's right in this guy's face. I think you're done, though. Yeah, you're- yeah that's three actions for me. Ooh, Brixley's up. This should be a fun turn. Let's see what happens. You can spend two actions trying to put it out. That's true. I'm actually going to go ahead and attack. Get him. Get him. That's Starfinder. You hit! Whopping 11 points of damage as you pierce right through him. Ow. Oh my god. 
you hit again for six points of damage. Yay! I now feel better about this whole situation. Bricks is done now, playing What, if games. anything, I can do to help put this stuff out? Or do I have... Nothing. Okay. Not, 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 not now, you can't. Then I'm going to raise my shield. Okay. You're going to now take... Oof. Six points of acid damage. And one point of fire damage. You now do two flat checks. It's just a flat check, DC 15... One for the acid and one for the fire. Let's see what happens. All right, let's do fire first. Okay. 18. Hooray! The fire, he like stamps fire. his fire. foot. It's it's the hot foot's out. And now the yeah, acid. Yeah, here's acid. Nope. Nope, I'm still on, I'm still bubbling. Still on acid. Are you on acid, Brixling? You know, you really shouldn't do that. Possibly. You're having a bad trip. <laughs> no one dresses like him without being on acid. Celeste is up. It's okay, Brixling. I'll help you. Uh, she's going to use one action to cast Guidance on Brixley for hopefully his next flat check, if he can use them. Uh, actually, it can't. It has to be attacks and stuff. That's fine. Uh, and That's then right. two actions on Brixley for a heal spell, which heals a D8 plus 8. Nice. Just as a general, nice. I, I do still have my lay on hands. What? D6, 16 points. Woo, rolled max. Yeah. Cade is missing out on all the fun. He's all sticky. Everyone's doing stuff. He's all in the back, covered in goo. I'm not missing stuff. I mean, I'm missing targets, that's for sure. Oh, you're missing. You had two points of damage. Uh, and then I spend the last two actions cleaning off this goo. Oh, he's like, damn it, I can't take it. I... I can't take it no more. I need a stab. And the goo is gone. Alchemist. He sees what's going on. He's like, you're going with me, babe. And he pulls the table down towards both him and Oh, natural 20, baby. Critical success. That table's coming right on to Prue. Which table? The one she flipped already? No, the one to the left. To the left, the long table. He rolled a natural twenty. You're right; it's yeah. bigger. Natural twenty trumps all tables of all sizes, my friend. Give me a one d twenty roll to see what randomly falls okay. out of and gets hit on you. Six. Oh right. no! See what that That's is. a low roll. Next, give me a reflex save, unless you want to be hit by everything coming off the table into your face. You know, I'm going to have to think about this. I might want that. Oh, wait. Where's the reflex button? Ten. Ugh. That is a failure. Give me another 1d20 roll. Oh, this is this is bad. Seven. That's the same thing, more or less. You get hit by not one, but two alchemist fires. Is that a second reflex save? So what ends up happening is two of them hit you, and if you fail the reflex save, you get hit by two. If you critically fail, you get hit by three. If you succeed, you get hit by one. If you critically succeed, you get hit by zero. So uh, okay. you failed, so two are hitting you. They just both happen to be alchemist fire. So you are going to take... Oh, this is going to get really funny, too. You're going to see why in a second. 
What? That yes. is not yes. funny. <laughs> Keep it up. Yeah, you're right. You're right. That got real funny. Oh my gosh, two ones. That's amazing. Two points of fire damage. <laughs> two points of splash damage. And you're also on double fire. But here's where it gets really funny. Brixley gets hit by two points of flat splash damage. Again, because he's on fire. And then the orc gets hit by that. Now the orc is going to do his reflex save. Ooh, he critically succeeds. No, sorry, he just succeeds. And he is getting hit by something. So that was his turn, the first action. That was one action. And he's all excited after seeing that. The second action is he pulls something out from his body vest and drinks it. And heals. You're up. He healed himself. I'm feeling like the appropriate response to this orc is the smashy smash of the dire flail. Yes. But wait. That was impressive. But you can't kill him. He rages and comes back to life. Good job. It's a good thing that I'm not done smashy smashing. I know. Two is kind of done. I think, he okay. might have hit, I think he might have hit Brixley by accident with that. I hope not. I've done enough damage to Brixley. With my last action, I'm going to put up my shield of spooky specters. Boy, Brixley's got a lot of things on him right now. Well, that's not true. He just has acid on him. That's it. Oh, wait. I forgot. Prue has persistent damage on her. So you take one point of fire damage. And give me a flat one uh, d20 to so we'll see if you, the fire goes out. Come on, baby. Give me that 15. Two ain't gonna do it. Brixley that ain't up. even close. Nope. Might have spread. So it's only one. The damages don't stack. Or how does that work with persistent damages if you get hit by two fires for one? If they're the same type of damage, then it doesn't stack. You just take the greater of the two. So if one of them was one point and one of them was 1d4 fire, you would do the 1d4 fire only. So both are one. So you're only on fire once. That sucks. Brixie's up. He's on acid, though. I did have a technical question. Does that flat check count as enough of a save that I can use my divine grace on it to get a plus two? It is a save, even if it's a flat check. No. You can't ever get a bonus on flat check. not a save. It's okay, that's why, that's why I'm asking. I didn't know if it was fully oh, considered no, 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 a no, save no. or not. No, no, I'm just doing it. It's a, a save is literally a save. A flat check is literally just a fancy way of them. In the, in the past, they used to be roll 1d20. You know how Chris and John are always arguing if you roll high or low and what yeah. you're supposed to officially roll? This is, there's no high or low. This is a check, and this is how it works. That's all. It's the new percentile. Yeah, there's also all the percentile dice where it's like, okay, there's a 20% mischance. And the person's like rolling a d20 and going, okay, on a one to four, then I miss. It's like, no, no, that's not a, that's not percentage. It's like, no, but the math's the same. So they took away all those arguments and just go, you know what? Flat check. Roll one d20, hit a number. Yeah, okay. that's all they did. They just standardized. Well, I'm going to, for the moment, I'm going to go ahead and try to attack them again. There okay. are feats that let you um, do better at flat checks for certain circumstances. 
I think like goblins, yeah. if you're like a fire goblin or whatever, you do better with that. Yeah, and it's up to the GM's discretion that like if you, I don't know, had a milk carton of milk and you poured it on you, it's like, oh, that's a base. Maybe it helps with the acid. So the check is lower, you know, things like that. So. Oh, man, did you kill him for reals? That sucks. Yee. All right, he dies. But we're not done yet. That's right, ladies and gentlemen. We have time for persistent damage. Dun, 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 dun. Nope, you still take Take the damage, your persistent though. damage and take it where the sun don't shine. They'll take one point of damage because it happens after you take the damage. So you take the damage, then you make your flat check. Good job. Celeste, do you do anything this round? Everyone's dead, but we still got to do... We can either stay in rounds and Prue will eventually get out of her flat check or whatever we want to do here. But everyone appears Come to be over and use two round. actions to put out my fire. You can do two actions on your fire, too. Yeah, she can do that. Yeah. I don't think she wants to help you. Doesn't seem like it. She's running away. I think she's going uh, to the next room. Oh, my God. Um. Yeah, so she's definitely going to help. She's going to run over to Prue and take out her water skin and spray water all over the parts of her that are on fire, uh, spending her last two actions, and Prue can make a DC 10 flat check. All right, let's have it. Immediately. No, the dice are not here. You're like, you're like flailing. She's like spraying water in you, and she's like, stand still. It's like trying to wash a cat. I happen to be ultra afraid of fire for very good reasons. All right, Cade. Cade's all ready. He's finally got all the goo off of him. Everyone's dead. Now what? I also go to Brixley and try to pat him out. Oh, Brixley? No, I'm good. Oh, who needs help? Prue? Yeah, Prue. Prue needs help. Cancel that move. That table's not there, by the way. Nothing's there. All those tables are gone. There you go. I help pour water on Prue. Okay, you're going to help pat her out, like yeah, get some two of the water actions. from the ground, throw it on her. Prue, do another flat check. water skin. Do it. God, Prue. <laughs> you're, like, you're like, I'm on fire. Help, help. People are like literally throwing water on you, and you're like, nothing's happening. This is literally a nightmare. I think people are. I think hey, we're trying hey, to I put don't... her out. I think we're trying to put her out by throwing like straw and pieces of paper on her. Now I don't have to take the one damage until the end of my turn, and I can spend my two actions giving my own self a chance to put it out. Oh, you're gonna fail, but go right ahead. I probably will. I just was preemptively. Oh, oh damn it! You just wanted it. You just wanted it. Yeah. Is there anything wrong with that? All right. You're out of combat. They're all dead. The place is a mess. There's stuff all over the floor. One of the cauldrons is bubbling. All the tables are flipped. Stuff is everywhere. Now what? You've been listening to Roll for Combat, a Pathfinder actual play podcast. If you have a question or comment for the show, please visit us at RollForCombat.com. You can also find us and play various role-playing games on our Discord channel at Discord.RollForCombat.com. And don't forget to follow us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and other social media platforms. You've been listening to Roll for Combat. Until next week, always remember that no Tom Hanks's were harmed in the making of this podcast. <laughs>